Thanks for tuning in. Ham Talk Live will be on the air shortly. Please stand by. Thanks for tuning in. Ham Talk Live will be on the air shortly. Please stand by. Thanks for tuning in. Ham Talk Live will be on the air shortly. Please stand by. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. For connectors, cables, and more, visit them at a ham fest near you or call 920-435-2973 or online at pl-259.com. It's Ham Radio. Hey, good evening, everyone. It's time for Ham Talk Live. It's episode number 111. The Hamvention Award winners with NV9L and W1YW on our Hamvention Preview 2018, recorded live on Thursday, April 19th, 2018. I'm your host, Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Ham Talk Live. Tonight, we're joined by the co-chairman of the Dayton Amateur Radio Association Awards Committee, Michael Coulter, WHCI, and their Amateur of the Year and Technical Excellence Award winners. And we'll be talking about the other award winners as well. And we'll give you a chance to call in and ask questions and uh, take some comments for these folks in just a few minutes. And last week on the show, Tim Duffy, K3LR, was here to talk about contesting events like Contest University, the Contest Super Sweet, and the Contest Dinner and the Top Band Dinner. And if you missed that, go over to hamtalklive.com anytime, and you can listen live on demand with the website. You can also catch us on YouTube, and you can also find us on a podcasting app like Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeart Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, or SoundCloud. Tonight we continue our Hamvention preview on the show from now until Hamvention on May 18th through 20th. We will preview an event that will be happening this year. And don't miss our Hamvention Eve episode where we will give you all the information for your trip to Dayton. Traffic, weather, parking, busing, and more. We'll be live from Spring Hill Suites, Dayton South Miamisburg in the meeting room. And if you haven't made your reservations yet for your hotel, Spring Hill Suites does have a few rooms remaining. Dayton South Miamisburg Spring Hill Suites is the official Hamvention home of Ham Talk Live. Reserve your rooms now at Marriott.com or call 888-850-6300. 
888-528-2891. So get your questions ready to go. We're going to have an interview time. And then after that, we'll give you a chance to call in. I'll go ahead and give you the telephone number, but it's not quite time to call just yet. Uh, but that telephone number to have handy is 812-NET-HAM-1. That's 812-638-4261. Or you can Skype us. We're Ham Talk Live on Skype. And you can also tweet us. Our Twitter handle is at Ham Talk Live. And I'll be back with Michael, Val, and Chip right after this word from Tower Electronics right here on Ham Talk Live. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you in part by Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics has been the Ham's dime store since 1978. When you need connectors, mobile and handheld antennas, cables, or adapters, visit Scott or Jill at a HamFest near you. Or you can order online at pl-259.com or call 920-435-2973. Stock up on those supplies like PL-259 and end connectors, SMA adapters, audio cables, soldering supplies, mobile antennas, and ham sticks. Their silver-plated end connectors are even used on the International Space Station. Tower Electronics carries MFJ, Comet, Daiwa, OPEC, Workman, and HamPro products. And don't miss their 0% off sale going on now. Tower Electronics, online at pl-259.com. Proud to sponsor this episode of Ham Talk Live. All the information you need for your trip to Dayton. It's Hamvention Preview, here on Ham Talk Live. Thanks to Scott and Jill at Tower Electronics for sponsoring the show again tonight to help bring you Ham Talk Live. They will be, excuse me, in Gainesville, Florida on Saturday, uh, the 21st, and then Saturday, April 28th, they'll be in Calhoun, Georgia, and then uh, Saturday, May 5th, Cedarburg, Wisconsin, and May 6th uh, in Sandwich, Illinois. And of course, they'll be at the Dayton Hamvention, May 18th through 20th, they'll be in Building 3 um, in the spots around 3501 and outside in spots 9113 and more. That's on the curve just to the east of Building 3. Look for the big yellow blimp. There's even a map uh, that they have on social media. We'll have that posted so you can see where they're at. Or you can call 920-435-2973 or visit them online at pl-259.com. Well, Michael Coulter, WHCI, is the official spokesperson of the Dayton Hamvention, and he's the co-chair of the awards committee, and he's here tonight on behalf of DARA to recognize some of this year's award winners. We also have Val Hotzfeld, NV9L, the winner of the Amateur of the Year, and Dr. Chip Cohen, W1YW, the Technical Achievement Award winner. So, Michael, welcome Welcome back. Well, it's always a, yeah, it's always a pleasure to uh, be on your show, Neil. Appreciate what you're doing for amateur radio and communications um, all over the world for um, what's happening in amateur radio and um, your support of Hamvention and the other uh, great ham radio events in the world. Anyway, um, I I think before we get into the people that are that are here, um, Val and Chip, let's talk a little bit. I just want to mention. The, uh, the other award winners, briefly, that um, the Special Achievement Award um, 
folks. There's three of them from um, that one nest together in, out of Puerto Rico. Uh, and I, I don't know if they're listening tonight. I don't, I don't know if they got the power back on down there. But Her, Herberto Perez, KK4DCX, Victor Torres, Whiskey Papa 4 Sierra Delta, and Emilio Ortez Jr., Whiskey Papa 4 Kilo Echo Yankee. And they set up um, quickly emergency health and welfare communications immediately after Hurricane Maria, um, which was a Category 4 storm in Puerto Rico. And um, the uh, Club of the Year Award went to the um, club actually in Ohio. And um, that is the, uh, where is it here? Portage. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, the Portage County Amateur Radio Service, PCARS. And they were actually established in 2005. And um, they have just an amazing uh, club. Um, I uh, <clears throat> have seen some of their their weekly news or their monthly newsletters are more like monthly magazines. They're just fabulous. And what they do to carry on the spirit of amateur radio in their community in, on, in almost every facet is just uh, really amazing. And um, we, are, we are very pleased to honor them as well. So that being said, let's go to our um, um, Technical Achievement Award winner this year, um, Chip and uh, Chip Cohen, oh, Whiskey One Yankee Whiskey. And he's been an amateur radio operator for 104 years. Oh, I'm sorry, Chip. <laughs> at least. <laughs> I just seen it. At your least. <laughs> uh, 52 years. And he has, uh, you know, really been bitten hard by the uh, <clears throat> um, uh, antenna bug. But rather than me talk about Chip, I'd like for Chip to talk a little bit about some of his amazing achievements that he's done. And I will tell you that <clears throat> I was at the RCA gathering this year <clears throat> in uh, Pittsburgh. Wonderful, wonderful uh, meeting and uh, watched Chip's presentation. And he won actually the overall best presentation at that event. And I can see why it was um, so many people just loved it, but he breaks down a very technical subjects into um, pieces that people can really understand quickly and with live demonstrations to show you, you know, how it works. So, Chip, talk to us. Uh, thanks, Michael, and and um, uh, very good evening, everybody. And uh, I'd like to congratulate Val, a very well-deserved uh, Radio Amateur of the Year. And, Neil, thanks for, for having me on. Uh, Michael, it's very kind of you to, 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 to ask me to talk about myself, but <laughs> as, as many people know, especially uh, who follow QRZ or look at my webpage, there's a lot of information out there already. What I'd like to emphasize is uh, what, what we do in ham radio is important, and, and probably the biggest uh, hidden gem uh, in amateur radio is our, our spirit of innovation. I, I don't just mean the maker culture. We all know there's a very strong and and thriving and uh, wonderful maker culture within amateur radio, but I'm talking about the next next stage of that, which is coming up with new things that we need that other people's need, and uh, ending up with with new new radio and wireless technology. So much of what we now consider standard 
in our wireless world really has ham radio roots. And it's very important for us in the amateur radio service to understand that's not just historical. It's still going on. It's going to go on in the future. And and one of the things that I'm very excited about um, in 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 accepting this this wonderful award is trying to encourage others uh, to do their their innovation activities and and for us to actively encourage that uh, to make it clear that you know we we built this city and you know we deserve uh, to help each other and be recognized. For our wonderful innovation culture. Yeah, I I, I know that about you, Chip. And um, you know, you have a lifetime of innovation. <laughs> you have a lifetime of of um, experimentation and dedication to the amateur radio service and to the, even the very thought of of innovation. And I like your spirit of um, when people don't believe it can be done you're out there trying to get it done. Isn't that sort of your spirit? <laughs> oh, oh, for sure. Um, and, and you know what? I, I didn't, that, I wasn't born with that. I, I got that by, by picking up on, 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 on the people that I learned from my mentors, whether direct or indirect. And, and a great deal of that came from the uh, amateur radio community of the 1960s and the 1970s. The point is that hasn't gone away. It's still there. But we either take it for granted or we just don't emphasize it enough. And, and I'm hoping to, to help, help people realize it really is there and, and what we do for the wireless world continues to be important. Now, Chip, I, anytime Good. somebody mentions fractal antennas, you're the first person I think of. So, so tell us a little bit about fractal antennas and, and some of those patents that you've been able to get. That, sure. Now, there's there's two stories on fractal antennas. One is the what I call a tortuous path of innovation, and that, of course, has its ups and downs. And uh, you take a lot of arrows and you throw a lot of arrows back. I I, I don't want to go into that tonight. A lot of people already know about that and have followed it. But but the reality is is that is that if you put all that that human dynamic aside and just look at it as an interesting interesting piece of science and technology. It, it ends up being very fascinating in itself beyond the, the personality or personalities involved. And what happened is um, uh, I'm also obviously tied into radio astronomy, which is my professional background. And I went to a conference in Hungary in 1987 and heard uh, Benoit Mandelbrot, who was the founder of Fractal Geometry, give a talk. And he showed a uh, a view graph. They didn't have powerpoints back then of some simple fractals. And I looked at them in my mind and said, "Wow, it'd be fun to make antennas out of that." And uh, you know, sure enough, uh, a few months later, uh, I went back to my uh, apartment in downtown Boston and wanted to use packet cluster. And I I actually built some antennas that looked like fractals and was astounded to see that. That even though they made the antenna size a lot smaller, they they still were working very well, and that that really set me off on a journey that that is now thirty years old. <laughs> um, and yes, uh, to answer the obvious question, I do use fractal antennas at my home station. Um, there hasn't been as much interest 
in building fractal antennas in the ham radio community as there has been in a number of other communities but uh, hoping to turn that around and one of the things i'm going to be doing is is handing out uh, a couple of pages of you too can experiment type uh descriptions uh when i come to uh hamvention and just handing those out to you know get people to come up and talk a little bit about it and and get them interested and uh hopefully then we can we can bootstrap more people having experimental uh flares to to play around with fractal antennas sounds great michael yeah well um how many pat u.s patents do you hold now chip <laughs> Well, uh, 45 is coming out in about three weeks. <laughs> that is really uh, impressive. Uh, th yeah, the, the thing that's really impressive is, is anyone who's been through that journey understands it's not just a matter of coming up with cool stuff. It's a matter of finding the money to go get the patents and the attorneys to get that cool stuff. So mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm proud of the fact that almost all of those patents were bootstrapped from from uh from revenues of the company that i founded but uh and there's a lot of inventors in ham radio and they'll, they'll all tell you that for every patent they've probably gotten there's probably eight or nine patents they either couldn't afford to get or just you know were not able to under certain circumstances to pursue but uh, yeah yeah you know how my brain works i i couldn't be able to tell you other than it can be very distracting <laughs> Very distracting when you're taking a shower or trying to shave. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know, quickly here, um, what's next on your um, inventive horizon, Chip? Um, I've recently you, can you say I've recently filed for uh, for uh, patents um, dealing with fractals and superconductivity. And the real problem that is uh, is is doing the demos to get people interested. But I think there's a path to doing high temperature superconductors that either work at higher temperatures than are normally achieved or are cheaper to make. Um, last week uh, we announced uh, a new flat lens technology using using fractal resonators, which are miniature fractal antennas, which is a whole new way of doing optics. <laughs> So that's that's a flavor of some of the stuff that I'm up to. But, um, you know, how shall I put it? There's a lot that I've been saving up and I've been blessed in the last couple of years with a lot of uh, uh, business side uh, success. And that that's that's allowing me to now pursue a lot of the inventions that I've put in the back of my mind for a number of years. You know, I so saw a lot of inventors, they struggle with um <clears throat> They struggle with getting um, maybe recognition. Even the, their family looks at them and says, "Are you crazy? What do you keep doing this stuff for? What is it? What is it gaining? What is it gaining you or the family or whatever it is you're going after?" And do you do you feel ever feel any of that? Or have you? Oh, everybody does. That's your personal uh, question. Okay. Uh, you know, it's to be honest with you. Whenever you have a dream and you feel focused that that it's just going to happen and has to be right, and in your gut you know it's there, you're asking other people to go along with that journey, and and that takes a lot of sacrifice, not only on your part but but their part as well. And I, you know, I've been very lucky that that my family has uh, stuck with me. Um, and uh, my wife has a Harvard MBA, so she has that business background, and 
And, you know, there's been several times where we've said, you know, is this really going to fly and what should we be doing with this? Uh, fortunately, we all weathered, weathered those storms and, and, and made it through. But, uh, yeah, it's absolutely correct that everyone goes to those. For example, most people don't understand that, that Marconi was on the verge of bankruptcy five times before he succeeded with RCA. And, in fact, if you dig out one of the pictures that's commonly used, which shows him up in Canada getting ready for the transatlantic uh, transmission, you'll see the guy's basically, you know, threadbare <laughs> because he's broke. So, uh, you know, this is not just historical. It's very common for inventors to to go through a trial period or many trial periods before they succeed. Yeah, I, I know that. And I just wanted to have that had how that might have affected you. So um, how are we doing on time here, Neil? Yeah, we probably need to get to Val here. Yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, I, Chip, I've appreciated getting to talk to you. Jump in um, here a little bit more, and uh, congratulations again. So we'd like to introduce our Amateur of the Year, Valerie Hotzfeld, MV9L. And she – did I say it wrong, Valerie? No, you said it perfectly. Oh, okay. <laughs> I heard it. I heard it. Oh. So she was first licensed in the year after she got into it. There was no messing around. She got into it deeply, you know, and um, I guess the words that I heard from people is that you became obsessed with DXing and contesting, and uh, you have been now working with new hams, young hams, um, young women, teaching them amateur radio, inviting them to your station, DXing, contesting. You're a co-host on the show of Ham Nation, and... um, You've created a lot of how-to videos on YouTube for the ham radio community, and uh, you deliver lots of um, uh, presentations on Skype to the amateur radio clubs across the United States. And you are also a pilot and have been a lead pilot for four major de-expeditions. And uh, with all of that, you are also the treasurer for your contest club, and um, you're the prize chairman for uh, some of the organizations, and the list just goes on and on and on. But you were also deployed in Puerto Rico and after the uh, hurricane, and you worked down there, did a lot of great work. I think you were part of the Force of 50. And um, <clears throat> um, even coming up soon at the ARRL um, um, banquet, you are a keynote speaker. I was pleased to hear that. So anyway, um, ladies and gentlemen, here's Valerie. Boy, I sound busy. (laughs) And I work. Um, (laughs) Hey, and and I want to tell you, uh, 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 Chip's being very modest. I'm a member of the Radio Club of America, and he was just inducted as a fellow. Uh, Was that December, Chip? Yeah, November. Thank you. November. Okay, yeah. That was that's a big honor. Uh so congratulations on that as well, Chip. Um uh, yeah, yeah. I I've been doing a lot of uh Skype presentations and in person. I am doing an in person one tomorrow in Chicago. Next week I'm going up to Milwaukee to do one as well. So I like to do presentations. I like to kind of give back because um, not so much when I started off in two meters, but when I got into HF I was kind of on my own. Um and I learned 
things really the hard way uh, and ended up just listening for a few months before I had the nerve to push the talk button on HF. So um, that's kind of why I'm real passionate about Ham Nation and doing how-to videos and things like that and helping people out when they're just starting out because I didn't really have that around me. I was involved in very active uh, repeater clubs up in Milwaukee and, and they were very good and they, you know, convinced me to keep going and get my extra. But uh, when I discovered HF and DXing, I kind of had to learn that um, the hard way until I joined contest club and meant some mentors and things like that and that really helped but um so yeah that's kind of why i do what i do i guess <laughs> boy you are so modest you know you're doing <laughs> so many you're doing so many things and um and she can even um, renovate kitchens michael oh yeah that was fun oh really Oh, yeah. I wasn't aware of that. <laughs> well, as soon as the day I tore the wall down between the dining room and the kitchen was the day I found out when I committed, the day I found out the boat broke on Bouvet and they were heading home early. <laughs> so I had to really hurry up because it was going to be a surprise. But uh, that's another story. Oh, my. Oh, my. So <laughs> so uh, let me ask you the same question. Um, where do you see yourself in the next few years with amateur radio and what are you pursuing now? Well, that's the beauty of amateur radio. God only knows where I'll be in a few years because I keep exploring different things and, and, and finding out different aspects of the hobby and just, you know, morphing off into different areas. I'm really, I really didn't do that much public service. When I first got involved, I, w- I was a member of the Kenosha County Aries group. Um, my daughter and I were both members. Um, but then when I got into HF, I kind of let it, and then moved down uh, into Illinois, I kind of let it go. But, uh, I really got bit again when I, I went to help. I, I helped dispatch with uh, Hurricane Harvey, and then I ended up going down there to help. My son and I went out to, down and helped, and then I helped dispatch for Hurricane Irma. And then when I heard the call for Puerto Rico, I was jumping at the bit to get down there. So uh, you'll probably see me doing a lot more of that. I'm really enjoying mentoring. So you'll probably see me. I'm, I'm going to try and get something going with uh, Boy Scout clubs in the area and, you know, things like that. So I'll probably get more more of that within the next few years what do you see is um the key to getting um younger people and especially young gals involved in amateur radio um you know words of wisdom well i i think when i was scared to get on the air I was so afraid someone's going to ask me a technical question. I mean, I passed my exams, but, you know, I just didn't feel confident in my knowledge. Uh, you know, like D- Dr. <laughs> Cohen probably does this in his sleep and can do all the, you know, but I'm not as technical. So I was kind of fearful. And and one good thing I know, like in Milwaukee, they would have every Sunday night they had a uh, fun net. And anybody and everybody could check in. And it was just fun stuff. It, you didn't talk anything technical. So it was like, what's your favorite movie and why? And the next week would be, what's your favorite pizza toppings? Something non-threatening, and it really pulled all the women in out of the woodwork and, you know, got them used to talking on the radio. And um, so I think just trying to get them over that fear. Um, I had the same fear as everybody else, and and I think once they get over that fear, um, I think they'll enjoy it. Trying to get them interested at first, uh, that's the hard part. Trying to, you you just got to keep trying different things. There's so many aspects to the hobby, you're going to eventually hit something that uh, strikes a chord with them. Well, that's great. I, I mean, the work that you do, I, you know, I, I have to say, Neil, that I, when I called Valerie up and I said, yeah, my name's Michael Coulter. She said, yeah, I know who you are. <laughs> I said, <laughs> now, I'm not kidding you, but you, you are, you have won the uh, Amateur of the Year Award. 
And she kept telling me, I don't deserve that. No way. I don't deserve that. And finally, I had to say. I thought he was calling to ask me to do a presentation on Puerto Rico. And, and he's like, no, no, no. And I'm like, no way. That can't be. I never in a million years. I never even it never even crossed my mind that you would I would even be considered. Yeah. Val, Val definitely deserved to win this award. Absolutely. I've heard a lot of positives. You're right, Chip. I've heard a lot of positives about all the award winners this year. I didn't get any negatives. Um, you know, and, and you know how it is when, well, I can tell you how it is in terms of being a kind of a high profile character for Hambenshin is that I get a lot of, um, you know, pluses and minuses and criticisms and, and, you know, people even calling me, I want to, um, uh, buy mud from last year. And, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> by the way, um, we are working on all that, but I want to tell you that the hey, that's part of the adventure. Is... I had no problem with the mud. <laughs> well, we're going to sell boots. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding> you. <laughs> this is not about Hambenshin. It's about you all, but we've had so much positive about our award winners this year. And I will tell you, it's a, it's an extremely difficult choice. I mean, we had, we had, uh, several long sessions to get through this. I mean, um, but we, you know, we actually build a matrix and there's a lot of things that we're looking for. And I, I can't disclose all those for you know, the different categories, but we are so pleased with, um, both of you that we chose both of you as well and all the winners, but, um, we couldn't have better representation this year. And actually, um, Val, um, <clears throat> Our theme this year is um, serving the amateur radio, serving the community. So we're really, you fit right into that. I mean, in terms of what you do, um, you serve the community of amateur radio. So, well, Neil, I don't know where we are on time. I better, better let you lead this. Yeah, it's about time to uh, to take a break here. But uh, congratulations to Val and Chip and all the award winners. Very deserving amateur radio operators in the respective fields indeed so after the break we'll talk a little more about the club of the year selection and uh, we'll take your calls and questions and comments right after this word from the national voice of america museum of broadcasting and amateur radio newsline right here on ham talk live the national voice of america museum of broadcasting located in Westchester, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati, is only two minutes off I-75. The museum is the former home of the Voice of America Bethany Relay Station. Tours are now available every Saturday and Sunday from 1 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time. You can see the control room, a 200,000-watt transmitter, and the most comprehensive collection of inventions by the iconic Powell Crosley, Jr., Also on display is a huge antique radio exhibit and R.L. Drake's personal collection of most every Drake amateur rig ever made. This is a unique opportunity to see amateur radio in action and have a chance to get on the air from WC8VOA. Admission is only $5 a person. The museum is located close to historic WLWAM and tons of shopping and restaurants. Take a trip to the VOA Museum or visit us online at voamuseum.org. Nominations are now open for the Amateur Radio Newsline Bill Pasternak WA6ITF Young Hem of the Year Award. 
I'm Don Wilbanks, AE5DW. Since 1986, we've had the honor of celebrating the accomplishments of Youth in Ham Radio, and we want to know about your exceptional young ham. You'll find the rules and a nominating form by clicking the YHOTY tab on arnewsline.org. Fill it out, send it in, and we'll see you and an amazing young ham at the Huntsville, Alabama Ham Fest in August. Thanks, and 73 from Amateur Radio Newsline. Ham Talk Live. The longer you listen, the later it gets. Join the conversation. Call us on voice with Skype at Ham Talk Live or give us a call at 812 Net Ham 1. That's 812 638 4261. Now, here's more Ham Talk Live. How can journalists and the average citizen identify fake news and avoid accidentally promoting it through social media? Well, these questions and more will be addressed by the Cincinnati Society of Professional Journalists and other media on Thursday, April 26th at a panel discussion in conjunction with the National Voice of America Museum of Broadcasting in Westchester. And the Voice of America Museum has their special Hamvention hours on Thursday, May 17th. They'll be open from 1 to 4, Friday evening, May 18th from 5 to 9, Saturday, May 19th from 1 to 9, and Sunday, May 20th from 1 to 4. You can check them out at voamuseum.org. We're on the air every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time here at Ham Talk Live, and uh, we're found on hamtalklive.com. And make sure you check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And uh, we're going to take your calls now. So if you have a question or comment for our award winners or Michael, give us a call at 812-638-4261. That's 812-NET-HAM-1. Or you can Skype us at Ham Talk Live uh, or tweet us at Ham Talk Live. And uh, while we're waiting on those calls, Michael, we wanted to mention uh, the Portage County Amateur Radio Service. Uh, again, uh, the club of the year. So um, tell us a little bit about uh, some of the things that they do. I see they've got something called Freeze Your Acorns Off. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's um, they created their own contest. They create their own contests and events, and they have an annual freeze your acorns off in February, and they do the Ohio State Parks on the air, and um, um, <clears throat> that was uh, used as a model for their ARRLs, uh, a national parks on the air contest, and they have also donated time and money to um, their community over six thousand dollars in 2017. They have build days and each year where they have projects covering home-built transceivers, antennas, uh, and digital equipment to allow members to inexpensively grow into new areas of the hobby. And every month they, they have, have at least one GOTA, that, that's a get-on-the-air day, where members and non-members can use club-side equipment to learn about HF and new modes of operation. It's all about building their hobby, our hobby, helping the community and building their skills, and most of all, having fun. That's, and I've been very impressed with this club. But, you know, that's um, a new, the club of the year is relatively new. I think maybe it's 10 years old. And um, 
I think it's an important aspect of um, amateur radio because, I mean, there's a lot of indiv- individual achievement, but there's an awful lot of club achievement where people come together and they do so many things and that even helps the singular achievers um, do well, in, in my opinion. What do you think, Val? You know, cl- clubs are, I mean, we need them. That's what's, you know, you could get your ticket and then you fall off. You know, you need the clubs to bring it together and to try all the different aspects of the hobby, you know, and, and it really helps solidify them and keep them in the hobby and keep them interested. I, I'm all about clubs. I, I wish there were more clubs that had stations like they do uh, for a lot of the new hams who can't afford to get the gear. So that's one of the really cool things that this club has. I will say that if you get a chance to come over to our club, Dayton Amateur Radio Association, and see our club station and um, our clubhouse, I think you might be duly impressed. <laughs> I think I would. Yes, absolutely. We are very proud of it. So. <laughs> yeah, but we work hard at a... that. And... Oh, go ahead. No, go, no, you go ahead. Um, well, that was always something that was kind of foreign to me. You know, I see these these. Uh, contest stations and club stations and, and, and growing up in Vincennes, Indiana, we, we, you know, we didn't have a club station. We had a club <laughs> and, and we, you know, tried to find a meeting place somewhere in town. And, and that was, that was it. And, and it, it's just so nice to have those facilities where you can put up your own repeater on your own tower or you can put you know your equipment in there so that you can have club operating nights to uh come in and and use the equipment like uh like you have michael i will tell you too that you know and i've had the opportunity to basically travel around the world being a spokesperson for amateur radio and um, I've been to uh, India and I can't tell you how active all these people are in India day in and day out. And um, they've got me on this WhatsApp chats and things like that. Where's my phone out? But it's still exciting to see, you know, what they are doing and how they're involving people in the pictures and the clubhouses and, and things that they're doing to really grow amateur radio. It's part of a, part of their curriculum in some of the schools, by the way. But anyway, um, I don't, I'm not here to talk about all that. I'm, I'm here to talk about the award winners. <laughs> and, and, um, so, uh, Chip, your club involvement, I know you're very involved with the RCA. Any other clubs? Um, right now, unfortunately not. I, I, I my plate is just so full with with uh, all the stuff that I've started the last few years, and it's it's all coming coming to fruition at the same time. So I, I don't even have as much time to get on the air as I I, I have for for quite a bit. Uh, it's certainly true that that in the past I've had a, uh, quite a, a significant amount of involvement with clubs. Uh, for example, the Nord Amateur Radio Club in Massachusetts was uh, was and still is a very vital organization, and uh, uh, I I was president of that club, and uh, a lot of uh, very well known people have come out of it. For example, K1DG Doug, who's one of the world's top contesters, uh, came out of that club. Uh, a lot of professional uh, engineers and scientists and business folks and lawyers and uh, clubs, as Val said, is, are, are very vital to keeping people's interest and sharing it and, and building that excitement. Uh, 
I do want to point, however, that uh, although I have not had the opportunity to, to come out and actively join, I, I did join uh, Land Ops, which you may have heard of. Uh, they just had an article in QST written about them. And that, that's an exciting club uh, based on uh, adventure uh, treks and uh, a very different kind of club, but another example of how people are using a variety of, of, of uh, exercises to keep amateur radio vital and, as, as Val points out, to give people uh, new opportunities to explore. Valerie, any comment on that? Uh, no, no. Uh, said, well said. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Neil, in your area, yes. what clubs do you belong to? <laughs> well, I uh, sponsor the Bloomington High School South Amateur Radio Club, and then I'm a member of the Indiana University Amateur Radio Club, and actually the Westchester, Ohio um, uh, Amateur Radio Association over there. Uh, just uh, joined them and uh, helping do some publicity for them and the, and the museum over there. So uh, looking forward to spending some time over there this summer and... Uh, Get on the air from over there and and uh, volunteer at the museum some. So I guess we do. We have any questions or comments from? Yeah, let's uh, let's folks out there remind people that uh, you can call us at eight one two net ham one. That's eight one two six three eight four two six one, or you can tweet us. We are. Uh, wrapping things up here so uh, if you're going to get a question in uh, now is the time to do that and and real quick let me let me just ask while while we see if we've got any last uh, questions here um chip what are you looking forward to most at hamvention this year uh um making new friends and and uh reconnecting with old ones uh coming to hamvention is 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 a huge mutual admiration society where everybody has fun and and i'm really looking forward to that all right and val uh you know what there's i just have a ball from the moment from even we have a party the day before we all leave we have a pre-dating party so it's just a blast i love morning noon and night all about hamvention uh one thing i'm dreading I'll tell you that uh, I'm going to be a backup singer for By the Numbers Friday night at the uh, oh. Plaza. <laughs> well, there we go. We'll I get that. We'll get that. that uh, <laughs> get the singing voice back out again. Well, we've got a call on the line here, so let's take a quick call. Good evening. Welcome to Ham Talk Live. Good evening, Neil, Mark, and four BCD. I thought I recognized that phone number. Hi, Mark. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Well, good evening, guys. I've, I've been sitting here listening to uh, from the top of the broadcast, and congratulations to Val and to Chip and the other uh, award winners. And, Michael, I, I, I think you guys made some excellent, excellent choices uh, this year for, uh, for the recipients. And, uh, you know, hearing you guys talk about the clubs, and Val made some really good comments about, uh, about YLs and how to get them engaged and everything. I was looking uh, uh, during, during your broadcast tonight, on the uh, on the Hamvention uh, website, and I found your uh, your list of uh, uh, past award winners, and a, a seed of a, an idea, uh, looking at the different clubs that have won throughout the years, and what uh, I, I'm, the seed of my idea is to put uh, put that together in an article, a newsletter article, 
for what clubs might be able to do uh, to uh, to improve their 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 membership, their participation, and their uh, their community outreach. So my question to Michael is, when did you start uh, uh, the uh, the club awards? Okay, I, uh, I appreciate the question, and, and for everybody listening, Mark is the uh, general chairman of Huntsville, and and believe it or not, he and I and uh, um, and the folks that run Orlando, um, Japan, and um, and uh, Freebridge often, we're all good friends. We all work together and support each other. Just want to make that plug. <laughs> but anyway, um, I had a, I had the idea probably, I think it was 2006 maybe, and I, I just happened to think we need to, we need to appreciate clubs more. So that's basically, I got it organized about that time. And, um, and it's really taken off and um, we get actually of, of um, applications, we get more club applications than anything else. And it is really exciting. And I like the idea that you're going to put together an article um, basically on maybe what makes up a great club and how, how to grow a club and make it um, exciting for people of all ages, Mark. So yeah, I hope that answers your question. Back to you. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does, Michael. And, and thank you for that. I'm looking. I'm, I'm, of course, everybody's getting excited for Dayton. Val mentioned a, a pre a pre Dayton uh, before she even leaves uh, uh, having a party. And, and I want to mention too. Uh, I've heard Val in numerous HF contests where uh, her better station bests my mediocre station. But uh, sometimes I win, but most of the time she does in a uh, in a contest pileup. So uh, uh, no, it, it's a lot of fun. Uh, uh, being competitors on the air and friends offline. But, uh, yeah, Michael, thank you. And, uh, like I said, uh, a lot of us looking, really looking forward to coming to Dayton and, uh, and seeing everybody and, and, uh, and having a good time up there. We're looking forward to seeing you, Mark. Thanks for calling in. Thanks, Mark. Okay, Appreciate thanks, it. Mike, and I'll catch thank you in the you, next Neil. contest, Mark. <laughs> we'll see you in the pileups now. Hey, I won contest from my little tri-bander in Wisconsin before I met Jerry. I met Jerry on the air at a contest, so uh, it's not the, you know, you can win them in the right category with the smaller, with the little pistol station like I had. Yeah, we all know it's time in the chair, too. <laughs> yeah, that too. Thanks a lot, guys. Yep. Have a good evening, 73. All right, thanks. 73, Mark. Well, that's Bye-bye. gonna that's gonna finish things up for us tonight. But uh, I want to thank everybody for coming on, Michael uh, WHCI from the Dayton Amateur Radio Association, and uh, Val and Chip. Thanks for coming on tonight. Our pleasure. Well, thank thanks you. for having the program, Neil. Yeah, congratulations, everybody. See you in about twenty eight days. I can't wait. Oh, Count I won't, down. won't be, be long. Yes, we are. We're all counting them down. <laughs> Well, that is a wrap for this week's episode of Ham Talk Live. Thanks to uh, Mark for calling in and everybody for listening out there. And uh, we'll invite you back next Thursday night for another Hamvention preview. Carol Perry, WB2MGP, will be here to talk about the Youth Forum. And uh, we have a special guest, Mason Matrezo, KM4SII, one of the speakers at the Youth Forum. Um, we'll talk about his de-expedition to Iceland and uh, what he'll be talking about at the Hamvention Youth Forum. So make sure you tune in next week for that. And for all of our upcoming guests, uh, you can check those 
out at hamtalklive.com. And uh, before we go, a couple of quick notes. One, if you like the show, please leave us a review on iTunes sometime or wherever you listen. Uh, it helps others uh, find us faster and spread the word on the air and uh, and let people know about Ham Talk Live. And and also want to mention we're, we're going to have to do this real quick, but uh, there's a new satellite operation that just is coming together. It's not even finished yet, but it's going to take place next weekend. And so it's a, it's a really fun one. It's called WMPLOTA. And what does that stand for? Well, that's Walmart parking lots on the air. And you can check it out at WMPLOTA.org. And they're going to have bonuses for all kinds of different things. They're going to have like an old Roy award for taking a picture with your dog at your operation and everything. So we'll talk about it more next week. And I just finished the interview for uh, Amateur Radio Newsline. So it'll be on Amateur Radio Newsline next week. But just wanted to make sure everybody. Uh, got the word on that because it's uh, one weekend from this weekend. It's the 20, uh, 28th. So I uh, just wanted everybody to know about Wimploda, I think is how you pronounce that. So anyway, uh, for now, this is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, saying 7375, and may the good DX be yours. This is Les Nessman saying good day and may the good DX be yours. This has been the early news with Les Nessman. <laughs> Ow, 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 ow,